But I think the main things is at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball. It's in the same nine by nine court, and the rules are the same. So we. Uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, something I just did. Did, did a little Free shout out for you. Um, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. You need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win. What's up, bitches? Welcome to the 9x9. My name is Everett DeLorme. That is Rob St. Clair. And this is the 81 Square Meters of the best volleyball on the internet. I won't lie. It is family day uh, currently in Ontario. <laughs> I have been day drinking. If you see me lean on screen, it's because I'm continuing this because like it's either crash or burn at this point, baby. But it has been a fantastic week of volleyball. <laughs> get into it. Rob, where are you currently in the world? I am, I am in a hotel room just outside of Washington, D.C. I am in Virginia. Okay. I do not have a lot of faith in the internet connection in this in this hotel room. So this, this show is going to be a little bit shambly with uh, Everett having, I mean, he and I both have, have a couple of beers in our system. You probably more than me, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, see wine, this, we'll see how this, a little bit of tequila, some babies. Atta boy, we, atta boy. We've <laughs> so we're going to see how this goes. We're going to see how this goes. We're going to wing it. We're going to let it rip and uh, it's going to be fun. And we're going to start with uh, a, a piece of right news away. that is, that is right not, that, not even close to breaking news. Once again, for literally, I think it is now the fifth year in a row, Imoko Canaliano wins the Coppa Italia. Shocker, <sighs> breaking news, the best team in Italy, maybe the best franchise in all of volleyball. Best, no, no, no. The most, the most best coach in the yeah, world. The most dominant team in volleyball. The best, yep. the best organization possibly right now in volleyball as well too. With the current, the current crumble of Zaxa, Zaxa like Canigliano once again g gets business done. And I mean, this was a close one. L l let's be honest. Like this went down, down to the wire. And I, I'm going to say it right away, Rob. If Paolo Gonu doesn't drop six eggs in the fifth set, she made 14 errors in this entire match, which is bad as that it is. But she dropped six of them in that fifth set. This game might be a little bit different, but still. Full credit to Canigliano. They were able to, to pull out on this one, but still six errors in a in a fifty in a race to fifteen is absolutely wild. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Uh and the last two were both foot faults, the last two to lose the match. I've and completely, uh, that was I just like completely forgot about that. That's wild. Yep. So two foot faults in a row to lose the match. Neither of them were close. Didn't even have to review them. It was very anticlimactic. Uh we, we can certainly talk about that, like the the, the match in itself. But uh, first, I just want to credit Cuneliano for just being amazing. How I, I mean, I, it's 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 this level of sustained success year after year after year after year is ridiculous. Daniele Centrelli is the best coach in all of volleyball. It's not mm -hmm. close. It's not no. debatable. And somehow, something that he has done and that organization has done has made it so even when matches like this. This are difficult for Corneliano because, like you said, this was close. It came down to the wire. The semifinal was not close, but the, but the final no. was very close against Malonza. And and I think they were down. They might have been down like eight to five or something. Like there, there was a point there midway through that fifth set where it like looked legitimately possible for Malonza to win the Coppa Italia. And then uh, when a run was required, Corneliano produced a run. Egonu helped with a few more hitting errors. Game over. Yet another trophy in Santorelli's trophy case. It's, it's insane. They just, 
they're just so steadfast in the way that they approach the game. And I even kind of want to touch on the semifinal a little bit, Rob, too, because they thrashed Kerry three nothing in that in that semifinal. And if you dominated. look back to the dominated, and if you look back to the last time those two teams played, Kieri was really starting that run where they had the run against the, the top teams and were pushing them all to five. And they did the same thing from with uh, Canigliano and Malonza in the, in back to back weeks. Um, you know, you could tell that in that match. Kerry kind of knocked them off kilter, and that wasn't happening th- this week. I mean, no. they showed up ready for business, and they, and they showed up ready to expect. Now, as much as we clown Paolo Agonu for going making six errors and getting blocked one, so she was actually a minus seven overall uh, in that fifth set, which is like half of the points, re- legitimately half of the points for for uh, Canigliano right there. She was also the reason that they were able to get there. Right? Like she no. did she did go 30 for 30 for 72 like she did eat up an insane amount of volume like Scylla was the next amount of next amount of uh, attempts with 22 like she literally picked up 50 percent of the vol- volume for Malonza and in the sets that they won and even throughout like sets one through four she was really good and like sure eight errors throughout the, throughout four sets isn't fantastic but she's scoring on a clip that 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 is fantastic the real big part is the implosion and in, in that fifth set and i almost wonder rob if it, it has something to do with it in the semifinal, uh especially for malonza it was her against andropova right and that is you know it's that's that's an emotional battle that's the drama that we've seen with the italian national team all of these things and i don't know if she sees that threat from hawk like yes there's that threat in terms of being with the best player but not that not necessarily that that media threat they're like i need to put you down because like i need to be the best player because this was it was it was like kind of like an off switch for her in the fifth set it was crazy to watch it's, uh, and someone in the chat made the point that Oro just Alessio Oro just completely refused to set anybody else in the fifth set, which is which is absolutely which, that's exactly what happened. But wild. I think hindsight's twenty twenty. When True. when 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 you're in a fifth set and Paolo Egonu got you there, I would have done the same thing. That's that's I that that's an absolute fair point, and I hundred percent respect that. As a yeah, well. hindsight, right, mm-hmm. right. So like you. It's tough, man. It's tough for women's volleyball setters in the current era when you have that superstar on your team like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Zajabasha with Boskovic, Cornelian with Hawk, Malonza with Igonu, and Fenerbahce now apparently with Melissa Vargas, who might even be. Well, they still, play, they still had that before Stisiak. Stisiak, and then Vaka Bekli, Jordan Thompson, whatever. Some but respect on Stisiak's <laughs> name. Let's come on. But like the. It, because at, in this world of women's volleyball, you kind of need that player in order to have a chance. It, it creates an interesting question for your setter about just how much volume do you give that player that you need in order yeah. to have a chance. And in the fifth set, uh, Oro fed Egonu the ball constantly, completely with 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 no regard for anybody else on either team, and it failed in spectacular fashion. But at the same time, we've seen Paula Egonu in fifth sets before absolutely pop off and win titles and win matches by herself. So I don't hate that part of it. Obviously, a very, very bad fifth set for Paula Egonu. But uh, Malonson just needs another winning formula from somewhere else. If they want to accomplish anything this year in Champions League where they have a very favorable quarterfinal matchup or the Italian League playoffs, if they want to accomplish anything, they need at least one more winning formula other than just Paolo Egonu, and I don't know what that well, is. 
it was it was shown to us in this game when you look at the number of attempts that they had through the middle in the semifinal versus the amount of attempts that they went to in the fifth set in the final. That to me is the big one. They went to Foley twice. They didn't go to Retke at all in in that final. Sixteen attempts to Agonu, five attempts to Silla, one to to Bajama Bayama. I know we're 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 what what is it? What I, I think we discovered that it's Bajama. Bajima, okay. Yeah, let's go, let's go with that for now. Bajima, and only two for Foley. They are at their best when they're going through the middle, right? And they're they're, they're allowing that to open up because when you when you're not setting in the middle, like they, they had 24 sets and like 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 20 like 24 dishes in, in that fifth set, only two of them are going to the middle. It doesn't open things up. Like yes, like like and on top of that, Miriam Silla was was three for five with no errors in the fifth set. So that to me is like something's got to give there. And that's where you look at, at um, Canigliano. They gave Hawk t- uh, 10, uh, uh, 10 swings and, and she was if f- three for 10, but they spread that ball out just a little bit. I mean, let's be honest. They didn't really need to make that many points. They got seven kills in their own. Well, Canig- points. Or, yeah, they got, they got seven kills in their own and then a who gave them seven more and then whatever they earned one one more other than that so uh it is what it is but that that has to be figured out by milano and that's that system game that they can't really rely on when they get into gut check time whereas canigliano it's it's bread and butter it is literally what they do on a day in and day out basis uh and that's why canigliano still sits on that throne and everyone else is looking to to, to throw them that's right. And Agnelli Santorelli, just an absolute mastermind using so many different bodies on the roster. I mean, he he kind of out of nowhere for maybe the first time all season that I can remember, started Alessia Gennari at outside hitter in the fifth set and brought in Robin DeCroif in the middle who contributed in the fifth set too because the foreigner limit like that. The moves that he was willing to make are are insane and the trust that he has in the players and the players have in the system is like nothing else on any other volleyball team anywhere in all of the world. Because if Malonza was exactly doing anything it. like that, when Malonza switches players around, which they do regularly, it seems to fail in spectacular fashion. But when Corneliano does it, it works. It's it's, uh, it's remarkable. Because that's, this is a team that is bought in from top to bottom. This is a team that is practice-led, right? And that like there's two folds to Santorelli, and it's clear to me that his, his practice... Uh, game as a coach if you will must be outstanding because it seems like every athlete on his roster and we've seen that with Kinikliano, we've seen it with Serbia now we've seen it with Turkey every athlete is able to buy in and it seems like every athlete is maximized within the, within their potential skill set it's actually astonishing to watch where the, how this man just continues to win and the, the different ways that he's able to win like you had one athlete on this team Federica Squircini who didn't touch the court at one point that's yep. that's inc- that is absolute absolutely incredible. I mean, there's and she's more awesome it. too. Like that's a player that I kind of would have yeah. wanted to see them use. There, the, there is there that too. like there's the same thing. There's only two of them who didn't touch the court. Um, uh, for Milano, but also leaving Sonia Candy out until the fifth. She's an emotional player. Like you gotta get her in at at some point too. That's just my own criticism. I love I love watching her play, right? But. Like Canigliano is just, they do it game in and game out because you can tell that they do it practice in and pr- practice out. And that's the Santorelli effect. Like we, we're, we're yep. almost privileged, Rob, to be able to be watching this era of women's volleyball. And I think it is elevated because of Daniele Santorelli and what he's able to, like everyone else is chasing him. He's the best. 
He's the best, and it's not debatable at all. So uh, here is the final bracket. Uh, quickly, you, you mentioned the beatdown of Caneliano over Kieri in the semifinal. The one thing that I wanted to point out about that was Sarah Farr's stat line. 13 for 16 attacking, a block and two aces for 16 points for a middle to lead all players. That's gross. That's sick. gross. That Love is that. sick. Uh, so good for her. I mean, she, Sarah Farr is very easy to root for after two brutal knee injuries. It's great to see her. I mean, she, when healthy, we'll, we'll see in a couple of years if uh, she's able to play consistently. But a player that belongs high on the conversation of women's middle blockers in the world. I will say that because she's been hurt so much. We have forgotten about her. Sarah Farr is very good. The other one that we have to talk about is the semifinal between Malonza and Scandici because this was a heck of a lot more fun than the other semifinal, and it was a classic, like, sort of sloppy rock fight, very fun back and forth. Uh, Malonza wins it. It was a battle of rights. It was. It was. It was. It, it, it was a battle for the throne, and you know what? Agono is still on top of that Italian mountain. There's no doubt about that in in my mind. But Antropov was right there. And Andrew was right there. And uh, honestly, Rob, I think that looking forward to the Olympics, you have to ride a Gonu. Antropova is going to get her swings, but a Gonu is going to get your going to be your girl. But looking forward to 2025, I don't know if Italy keeps on running with Antropova. I think she's right on the heels, and she just needs a little bit more maturation to be able to catch her because she is she is absolutely right there alongside. Like she was able to go shot for it was it was. Ogonu versus Antropova within in this one. It was shot for shot and it was beautiful. It was awesome. And technically, Antropova outplayed her one versus one. Uh, mm-hmm. her, effic- her efficiency was just a little bit higher. Uh, she had three blocks and four aces, which is excellent compared to two blocks, four aces for Agonu, which is similarly excellent. Um, Agonu, of course, made the unforced errors, and Agonu also got a little bit more help. I mean, Rafael Foley dropped 18 for a middle, which is ridiculous. Uh, Daldrop, 13. Retke, 14. Seal, 11. Like, and five is... double-figure scores in a women's volleyball game nowadays is ridiculous. And but this is exactly what I'm saying. And this is exactly what I'm saying about the final two. They went away from the middle. You yeah, see them have the success when they – you don't need to prioritize the middle. Everyone knows that going is the, the, the priority. Everyone knows. But you need to, to you need to open things up, and you have maybe the best middle duo, duo in the world. It's definitely within the conversation in Foley and, and Retke, right? So feed them, right? you got to feed the beast, right? Two attempts out of 24 in a fifth set in a cup final is not good enough, right? Yeah. You got to, and, and uh, if Alessia Ora wants to be considered one of the best setters in the world, which like on some days I consider she is, other days I, I consider she isn't, it's really streaky for me. She needs to be able to find her middles and open things up, right? You, I'm sorry, you can't just be a, the best set, one of the best setters in the world if you just feed it to the best, the hot hand all, all day long, right? Create an offense, right? You're setting you're setting your ace. Let's use some Japanese terms. Why not? You're setting your ace 16 times out of 24. Like two thirds of your offense goes to one player in the fifth set. Open things up a little bit. And like, like, hey, maybe she should have stayed with Dicheco, and maybe she would have been able to open things up a little bit. That was, Ooh. That was bad. That was bad. <laughs> I didn't mean I, I didn't mean to go down there, uh, down because. Well, I will hey, say you're you're not wrong. I do think that Alessia Oro, her level of play is exactly a summary of who Malonza is as a team. Mm-hmm. Very streaky. 
the the highs are very high and the lows are just head scratching. I think that's exactly how I feel about about the, Malone. The ceiling of this team is the highs class. are very high. This oh yeah, this oh, yeah, team definitely. could potentially end, end the season as Fem- League of Volley Family League champions and Champions League volleyball champions. Like that, that, or they could flame out in the semifinals of both, and it would be just as like it wouldn't be surprising at all. Hundred yeah, percent. They could not even make the semifinals. Actually, no, that's not true. They're the top. No, there's, they're, there's, there's, there's <laughs> such a there's such a gap. This is not the. Lego. They're gonna they're, they're gonna make the semifinals in both. There, then there's no question about it. But uh, yeah, past that, it's a coin flip. And then last but not least, uh, we need to congratulate Joanna Volos once again, the MVP of a major competition. She is the best. And the pairing of her and Daniele Santarelli is it, it's getting close to Tom Brady, Bill Belichick caliber coach quarterback pairing like it they are the two of them together are that good and it's amazing she's so good i love watching her set so much she does it with such joy too yeah you know and that's one of the things that like i i see a lot between her and brie king is that they just approach the the game from with such joy and she's someone that i feel like i I would enjoy hanging out with like and she's so infectious on the court and it just it fits so well uh with that team but also when you look at this team like they've been together for so long like plumber and cook like and and kelsey robinson and of course village like there's we don't talk about enough that's so adorable i love that (laughs) yeah wait santorelli's wife's on that team Monica De Gennaro is married to Daniele Santarelli. Did you not know this? No, I didn't know this. <laughs> I, just despite despite my DeCecco comment earlier, I really I am not Ace Hollywood out here. I could not give two <laughs> craps about what, like what. And Rob, I've I well, one day we need to tell next our next drunk stream. I need to tell the craziest story I've ever heard in the volleyball world. I may have already told you this before. Ooh, um, okay, that. Uh, it, well, this this yeah. is this is halfway to a drunk stream, but we're gonna honestly. We're, I mean, we're gonna, one of us. One of us there. We're gonna save that one for later. But also, I mean, I just noticed in the in the live chat, our T20s grunt just donated to us, and a huge huge shout out to you. Thank you so much. That that means the world to us. That you threw us a couple bucks. Uh, he says next beer or coffee is on me. Cheers to you, our friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. That's awesome. Uh, okay. Congratulations. Congratulations to Caneliano. You you guys are really good. Uh, they are awesome. <laughs> He's really good. Yeah, really good. good. It's, it's not. This is not breaking news. Caneliano wins the with Copa Italia every year, but we have to talk about it because they're really good. Uh, are you ready to move on? A hundred percent, absolutely. Okay. Especially with what what we're moving on to next, Indeed. because we had we had a week off of it, Rob. It was a good week with with plenty of other drama, but we are now back into it. It's time to get serious. It's time for the CEV Champions League quarterfinals, and wee, like this 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 is when things get fun, right? This is when this is the Champions League that we know and love, and I could not be more excited for it. Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, none on th- oh, one game on Thursday. There is one That's game Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, it's zero out of bank versus Guagua. So um, <laughs> Wednesday yeah. is going to be the most ridiculous day of volleyball, maybe of this calendar year. It is uh, unless they probably will reprise the exact same thing the following Wednesday, which will be just as ridiculous. But like th- this, fun, yeah. this week is is absolutely wild, and we're gonna, we're going to do a quick preview here, Everett. I also think we should pick these games. Oh, and it's, we are. it's important, it's important to point out who is at home 
in all of these series because this week we've got Champions League quarterfinals, we've got CEV Cup semifinals, and CEV Challenge Cup finals. I like all this, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the levels, you know, yeah, I like it. All all of them are are home and away. So uh, it's important to remember who's hosting this week versus who's hosting second leg next week starting off men's champions league uh in chronological order of times when they're happening lube chivinanova at hulk bank ankara wednesday 10 a.m eastern who do you got i'm going hulk bank on this one i've i've been calling hulk bank all years as one of my dark horse teams they beat lube last year in in this exact same scenario I think this Hulk Bank team is better this year, especially on paper, uh, with with the additions of of, of guys like Gord Perrin, obviously, uh, and of course Merzel Lagumja. <laughs> like I, I can't doubt doubt that he's had a massive impact on the on this team as well. So yeah, uh, I think Hulk Bank is is going to be the team. Ultimately, I don't know if Lube has it enough this year. Like there's just there's they, they leave me wanting a little too much. The Checo has been off his game, um, yes. you know, since his pre- previous mentioned breakup. Um, like str- I'm not like this is this is Ronnie Cuban Spikes uh, theory in the Discord, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm kind of with it. As much as Ronnie is a bit of a meme, he's also kind of smart when it comes to volleyball, and that's why you know, like he actually kind of knows what he's talking about once in a while, and in into the volleyball world, even know who, who he knows and and what he's told. Like yeah, um, so yeah, I'm just not convinced on Lube, and I really like Hulkbank. I I think they're a lot of they're they're a lot of fun to watch. These two teams are kind of made for each other. I think there's a lot oh, of sim- yeah. I think there's a lot of similarities. I'm excited to see uh, the, the battle of the Lagumsha brothers. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Otis versus Mirza. That's great. Um, if this if this matchup were taking place in October, I would have picked Lube because Lube at the beginning of the season looked outstanding. Since then, uh, not not a, the similar story at all. They've been floundering in the Superliga. Uh, they had the easiest pool maybe in Champions League history and didn't even go undefeated. I've got Hulk Bank as well. And uh, I, I think that Turkish crowd, they're probably going to get three points and will put themselves in a very good position for leg two to um, have the situation be where the worst they can do is play a golden set. And like uh, that, I think that that is one of the biggest things too is that Turkish crowd. Going yep. into Hulk Bank is not an easy is not an easy time. Looks at look at Zach. So they were able to get a three two win at home, and then they got absolutely stomped when they went into Ankara. Yep. Like that, that's they a tough game to play in. Yeah, that's a tough. Like they've got the Vuvuzelas and they've got the horns and they got the drums and they've passed. And they've got, they got lots of yellow cards. <laughs> there, uh, I I would set the over under at two and a half yellow cards in that series, two matches combined, and I would probably yep. take the over. Uh, so yeah, Lube at Hulk Bank week one, uh, it's useful to point out the higher seated team plays on the road week one at home week two. So Lube is Lube is the higher seated team in that matchup. Um, next up chronologically, uh, Wednesday, one 30 PM Eastern Trentino at Berlin Everett. I think we're going to be on the same page here. We don't have to take very much time. Uh, it's Trentino. They might be the best team in all of volleyball. Berlin's going to win a set, I think. In one of the sets, Carl is going to be able to go off, and Sotolo is going to be able to go off, and they're going to be able to dominate from the baseline. That's the only way Berlin is going to... Berlin needs to serve like they did game two, game two against Tools. 
not not in game one, but games two, two yeah. where they absolutely dominated. They need to serve bombs from the baseline and, and put them off the game. That's their only prayer. That's their only prayer. And Mote has to be good in the middle. That's that's it. But ultimately, like I think Trentino is gonna be, is gonna go. Um, they're gonna go three one at home because uh, Max Schmeling Hall is actually a decently hard place to play. Um, sure. And then they're gonna they're gonna three dong them next week. Yeah, if you think Berlin's taking a set in Trentino next week, you you no. you, you are insane. Uh, moving on, JSW at Piacenza. <laughs> this is the one that we've known about for the longest. This is that four versus five sp- overall matchup, spiciest. and it's the spiciest. JSW oh. at Piacenza. This is in Italy this week. Uh, both of these teams are kind of wild cards. JSW just got swept by Barcom Lviv over the weekend in the Plusliga. I know it yeah, was. We'll I know Tony Uti sure. didn't play, but still. Uh, Piacenza also lost to Toronto on Saturday. <laughs> like this is a, this is like this is a total like this is a total toss up. And before this weekend, Rob, I would have said that JW was the second most consistent team and the second best team in the volleyball world. And then they go out and land this weekend once again. We'll talk about it a little bit when we talk about we'll talk about the Pusliga. But this is a match made in heaven. I guarantee you, this is going to be a sloppy matchup, though. Both of these games are going to go five, and it is. Slop choke all around, but I'm absolutely here for it because we were going to potentially the set battle between Tony Uti uh, and and Brizard. Um, not to mention, like you have Petri on the right side for for JW, so it adds that that little wrinkle in. Like, just uh, this this game has the potential to be a lot. It, it it really does. At, at times, I think it could be one of the best. But as Kenny Diver puts in the chat, who's going to choke harder, Piacenza or JW? Like, I, I, really, I really don't know. Honestly, at the end of the day, for me, I think I'm going to go JW. They went to the final last year. They know how to get that win. And they have been a little bit more consistent. It's it's only really it's only going to be recently. Like in the most recent of rest rest memory, have they really started like messing up a little bit? Whereas like we have a good almost two years of a body of work of Piacenza that the highs are the highest of highs and the lows are the lowest of lows. So ultimately, I'm going to go for for JW here. Okay, I'm actually going Piacenza. I think that oh, Piac- okay. Piacenza's highs have come at very fortunate times for them. Uh, they True. they they did That's, win their I, pool. I about that. They did win their pool in Champions League. They did beat Hawkbank twice. Uh, they um, I think that they match up pretty well against JSW. They're going to put a ton of pressure on Tomas Fornal to kind of carry that mm-hmm. team. It's going to be uh, uh, an interesting opposite battle. Remember when Yuri Romano was Jean Patry's understudy in Milano a couple years ago. We get a fun middle battle. Is Norbert Huber actually as good as our Polish fans say? He's going to play against Robert Wendy Simone. Uh, I, 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 the French setter battle, like you said, I love this. Uh, both teams are complete wild cards, but I have Piacenza. I actually like their their chances of peaking at the right time here, and I expect them to defend home court on Wednesday. All right, fair enough. I think it's going to be. Five. I think it's going five either way. Sure, could easily see it. Uh, I, last I but not least. Not very competitive at all, probably. Meh. Nice Cinderella run by Guaguas Las Palmas mm-hmm. from the Canary Islands, but Zirat Bank, the number one seed in the tournament, uh, going to Spain this week, and then uh, Guaguas has to go all the way to Turkey next week. This match is on Thursday. This is the only Thursday game this week, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Um, Everett, how I many, see how this many going sets? Five. Okay, that's a good answer. I could see this going five, because I think that Guaguas is going to be solid at home. I think that travel day is going to be a little bit more. I think you're going to get there. It's the Canary Islands. You're like, oh, 
This is kind of nice. I know we're coming from Turkey, but th- but this is kind of nice. I, ca- I kind of like this. And I think they're, you know, when you look at that Zerat Bank team, I think that they may be a team that can kind of take the pedal off the, you know, the foot off the pedal a little bit. So I, I think we might see Guaguas come out strong a little bit early, especially with Nicolas Bruno. Uh, but ultimately, I think ZB is going to win this in five. Okay, yeah, I'll take Zero Bank in four. Uh, I do like Guaguas. They have um, they've, they've put together some really good volleyball this year. Awesome story. We love Graham Vigras. We love the Argentinians. We love uh, good home crowd too, and just good vibes all around. I mean, you live in the Canary Islands. What's not like, what's not to like? But uh, I love it. There, there is there is only one contender in this matchup, and it's and it's not a Spanish team. <laughs> No, uh, no. Matt Anderson is playing like one of the very best players on planet Earth right now, and uh, I, I am kind of curious about the middle battle. I think that's going to be interesting to watch. But on the pins, uh, Zerat is going to destroy Guaguas on the pins. Yeah, I think this is the type of matchup that Wuther Termat, especially at home, is going to eat up. Oh yeah, like next next week at home, I think he's going to ha- he's going to have twenty plus points. Okay, so uh, you and I are on the same page in three of the four series. We're on the opposite side of the JSW Piacenza one. That's going to be fun. Let's move on. Women's side. Three of Bro. these women's quarterfinals on Tuesday. One of them on Wednesday. This is what we've been waiting for all year long. Starting yes. chronologically, the maybe the best one. Corneliano at Vakif Bank. Tuesday, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. It is insane that Corneliano is playing this game two days after the cup final in Italy. That's ridiculous. That is nuts. That is nuts, Rob. And until you had mentioned it right now, I, I hadn't thought about that at all. But you're 100% right. That is absolutely crazy. Um, if there's any team, though, going back to our previous conversation, that it can handle that, it's probably Canigliano. But still, True. that's nuts. Um, and it's at Vakif Bank, too. So you know right. they won the cup final yesterday, didn't didn't party, and got into onto a plane yesterday. Today, probably, actually. Maybe even last night. I think maybe even last night because that game in Italy yesterday was like uh, was, was on the early. earlier side, so they yeah. probably flew to Turkey like with the trophy, like after winning that game. Imagine you roll up to a Champions League quote trophy, a Champions League game. You just put your Italian Cup trophy on the bench. <laughs> just leave it there. It's like Eric showed you whipping out a Champions League trophy. In the that must the be that must be one of the best moments of the show ever. Awesome. That was that was that was absolutely amazing. But yeah, in this one, my head tells me to go for Vakif Bank, Rob, because this is going to be a rested Vakif Bank team, and it's still Vakif Bank. You still have Gabi. Don't be right. Don't be writing it down in our notes yet. I said, my okay. Head. I, have, I haven't given you. I haven't been given you my my final thoughts. Let me let me elaborate, because in my in my head, you look at this team, and yes, they got Jordan Thompson, they, and they've got Gabi, and this is this is Vakif Bank overall. This is a champion team. Reigning champs. But there's only been a couple of times that we've been able to see Canigliano really knocked off their game. And that's really only once. And that was last year in the Champions League against Fenerbahce. And Fenerbahce did that with some of the best serving we've ever seen. Valkov Bank can't play that game. No. And, and I'm sorry to, to Jordan Thompson. She's not a Gonu. She's not Hawk. She's not Stiziak or Boscovich. She is... At the the next person up, but she's not amongst the elite. Um, so I wonder if Canigliano is going to be able to come in and and real because like Vakif Bank has not been Vakif Bank this year either. Gabi has not been Gabi. So as much as my head tells me to go with Vakif Bank, 
with everything going on. They're playing at home. Canigliano just won the cup. They're, you know, maybe a little bit more rastered. I think I'm still going to go with Canigliano on this one. I think they're, they're almost going to come home, come in and, and take care of business. I'm almost going to call a three dong on this one. Something, wow. it's something in my gut is just telling me that Canigliano is going to show up. They're going to get a tidy three, nothing, take care of business, take that win and be like, we're going to see you at home. Best of luck. Peace. I, I like this pick, and, I, and I'm going the same way. I've also got Corneliano, and but you're right. Like, there's so many factors that point Vakif Bank's direction, and they know this. Like, they, the Vakif Bank knows that they have an amazing opportunity to pounce on a, a, a very good team that's coming into their building two days after an emotional five set win. The, at the end of the day, Giovanni Gudetti cannot beat Daniele Santarelli. It cannot happen. It will not happen. They uh, somebody put in the Discord the other day that uh, th- those two coaching against each other, Gudetti hasn't won that individual matchup in like three years, club or international. And I don't see, I don't see a world where Vakif Bank wins this series. I also don't really see a world where Vakif Bank wins this match because Santorelli will outcoach him. I think you have to. I think it would be a little bit sooner than that because it would have been Champions League two years ago when Vakif Bank beat Conigliano in the final. Back when, that back was, when, back when Agonu, Agonu was, on, yeah, Agonu was on was on Conigliano and was on Vakif Bank before the switch. Yeah, that probably was yeah. the last time. That would, but I do agree. I don't think it's. I don't, I don't think it happened often. Um. So yeah, I like I. Ultimately, I just don't see the quality in Vakif Bank that I do in Canigliano. Uh, the setter position is the biggest difference to me also. Setter and libero. Two, two, two massive, massive, massive Canigliano advantages. And opposite, Hawk is, Hawk is yeah. much better than Jordan Thompson. But uh, uh, it's the setter, I, I trust Joanna Volos so much more than any other setter, but uh, particularly John Suo's by. Yeah. Do you so, think Frankie uh, gets the start as L2? Yes, and I think she gets outplayed by all three of her American outside hitter teammates, Plummer, Robinson, and Lanier. Probably all three play and probably all three outplay her. Yeah, okay. All right. So we'll see. Uh, next up, chronologically, Malonza at Woods, Tuesday, noon Eastern. Um, similar situation for Malonza, playing this game only two days after a five-set loss in the Italian Cup final but very different opponent. Uh, I've I've got Malonza here on talent alone. Yeah, me too. No offense, Voyage, but the uh, Torn Liga does not match up to no. the Lega Volley Feminelli or the Sultan Lala Liga at this, at this point. Um, if they were going to be able to steal a win, though, it would be here right now. Right, and we've seen that in 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 a couple of years. What was his judge off last year that stole a win? Um, two years ago, maybe. Two, yeah. yeah, last year it or, happened, or, or two years ago. So yeah, there's there's there's, there's things that happened there. If Woj was going to be able to uh, do it, it, it's now. Does uh, Valentina Diouf play for Commercial? Or does she, she play for the other one? I think she plays for. The, I think she plays for this Woj, not the yeah, Woj. Yeah, I, I thought so too. So like, there's, there's, there's there is two Woj teams on the way. There's the potential to do that, and I mean like. Remember back in the day, there was a brief time in the 2010s where like Diouf was the next savior for um, Italian women's volleyball. I forget if it was the World Championships or the Euro Volleys, but she went off in, in one tournament. And we were like, yeah, 
her. Then she just disappeared off the map and Dona was was the next one. So like I could see that being a bit of a of a grudge match too, like two Italian opposites. Um, so if there's one time and uh, Voyage is playing at home, they are. Maybe. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate you like trying your best to talk that one to, in, in, into existence. You, There's you, the door you, is open for it. You've almost convinced me. It's keyword almost not happening. Melinda wins easily. Uh, we'll see. Next up, similarly, <laughs> Fenerbahce at Stuttgart. No, that's a slapping. Damn, that's a slapping. Which like. I we need to talk about Melissa Vargas because we thought she was coming back to do like rehab and stuff like that, and yet she's posting posts like "I'm back." Like, what's going on here? We've talked about this. You need to sit your butt on the bench. Let Stiziak do the job that she's been brought in to do. Fenerbahce, you're still one of the best teams in the world. Rehab, sit get ready. Her. Olympics, Olympics. We've Don't talked matter. about this. Nothing, uh, none of this matters. If anybody. Olympics. If anybody in the chat knows what's the latest, do we expect to see Melissa Vargas play? And this is tomorrow. Do we expect her to play tomorrow? It would be truly insane if the answer was yes. But if anybody knows the answer, let us know in the chat. Uh, we already we already went over this. It would be ridiculous for her to play in this series or really at all this season. Fenerbahce is way better than Stuttgart. This will not be competitive. It will be 3-0, 3-0, game over. Let's move on. Ozzy in the chat saying she's playing. That's that's the crazy. That's 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 we'll see. It negligent. sucks right now because we can't do these shows anymore during the daytime. So our our European fans are nowhere to be found. And we miss you. I miss when Burkai was just able to come in and just like drop any knowledge on Turkish volleyball. Not that we don't appreciate you North Americans. We love you as well. But yep. And uh, our the people in the Far East have got some Australians awake right now. And we love them. Uh, last but not least on Wednesday is the rematch from pool play, which is going to be a really good one. Uh, this one is, yeah, Scandici at Zajabasha, leg one. Scandici won both of those games in pools, three to one both times. Uh, Zajabasha has been better since then. Scandici has been not quite as good, but we've talked about a lot. Scandici without the handcuffs that is the foreigner what? limit is a completely different yeah. team. Uh, this is This might be the most coin flip series of them all. Everett, what do you think? 100%. And honestly, I'm going to call it right now. I think Zajabasha takes this match, right? Okay. It's really hard. It's really hard to beat a team four times in the season. It's re- it's it's really hard to, to do that, especially when you're playing a quality team like Zajabasha, right? So I think I think you have Zajabasha that's going to be able to come out. They're at home. That's always going to be a tough place to play. And I think they're going to be able to take it to Scandici and take that first leg. I'm not entirely sure if they're my favorite for this series, given how much they dominated in in the pool in pool play. I think I'd be leaning a little bit more towards Scandici, but I think in this one I'm favoring Zashabasha. They're playing at home. Scandici uh, beat them twice already. Like like, it's just hard to beat a team. It's hard to beat a team twice in a tournament. It's hard to beat a team three times in a tournament, and it's even harder to beat a team four times in a tournament so i think if you're scandici you almost want to give up a win like if you could lose if you're going to lose you want to lose in five now yeah now and then just take it in three or four uh next week yeah i'll go ahead and go with scandici here just for the sake of picking something different but this is this is a complete coin flip uh i love this matchup i love that we've seen it twice uh the 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 dominating thing for me the last 
two times these two teams played was Scandici's backcourt defense. They dug so many balls. I, I couldn't believe the, the, the level of defense that they displayed from every position. And uh, that is a good recipe against a team like Zajabasha, who wants to be as terminal as they can. They're, they're not really a long rallies team. They're, they're a little bit more of a first ball side out and points on the faster side kind of team with Alexa Gray and Tiana Boscovich, obviously, and, and good middles. Uh, you also have the Maya Onyanovich revenge game, kind of, because she used to play there and obviously sets Boscovich in the summer. So uh, I like Scandici by probably 51% to 49%. But this series is going to be great. It's Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, this is going to be a, a real top up. It's going to be, to me, it's going to come down to what is going on on the pin, right? Because yep, for we, sure. we know we know that, uh, barring a big opportunity, like I, I think Antropova is going to show up, and I think uh, Boscovich obviously is going to be able to. Boscovich is, is going to be able to show up. So it, it is going to be a question of like who does Exhaustibasha bring out on the pin? Like, are you going to go with Vronkova and Gray? You're going to go with Vronkova and Baladine, like. That is that is 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 a little bit more up up in the air. Um, personally, I think they have a better shot when they when they have Alexa Gray, especially when you're going against a high high power team like 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 Scandici. You need someone who's going to be able to side out side out for you uh, on the left side because they're going to have Britt Herbots, right? Yep. They're going to have they're going to have Britt Herbots and and Ju Ting. So this this is this is this is the spicy game for me. Uh, in the mm, actually no Canigliano and Bakovic is still really good, but this, <laughs> back of bank. yeah, this this is this is still very interesting just because of the layers that have already built been built throughout pool play. Yeah, this is such a sick week, and then and it doesn't stop there with Champions League because we also, no. like I said, CEV Cup semifinals go a little faster through these on the men's side. Fenerbahce at Rosovia Wednesday noon Eastern. Rosovia has been in a free fall. The last couple of days, they got upset in the Plus Liga. They got upset mm-hmm. in the quarterfinals of the Polish Cup, which we'll talk yep. about. Everett, do they rebound? Do they defend home court against the Turkish team? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fenerbahce is not that good. Like, the, and that, and that's just the truth of the matter is that, that Fenerbahce doesn't have like bar like losing to a team like Barkum. Was that who they lost to? Uh, so that they oh. lost. They no, lost that was JW. Luke, they, yeah, they, they lost they, to Luke Lublin. In the in the in the Polish Cup, so no, they're not going to lose at home to Fenerbahce. Um, I, I don't really see that happening. Uh, no offense, I don't really know who Fenerbahce even has. To, to be perfectly honest, who's who's on Fenerbahce, Rob? I'm gonna um, right I, I, I'm, yeah, they they so they have Drazen Lubiric, who who is legit, and they have uh, I guess Dick Dick Coy and Nikolai Penchev mm-hmm. are likely to be the outsides. Maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeet, who played on Hulk Bank last year. Then uh, Khan Gurbuz is a really springy lefty opposite, who's very good, uh, or at least who has potential. And then our Turkish fans think that Murat Yeni Pazar is the best Turkish setter and should be the national team starter. So they, they, they've they got some guys. They've got a couple middles who were highly rated, at least according to our Turkish fans. This team is pretty good. I don't. I don't see them beating Rosovia at least not this week. I, I think they would have a better chance at home. Uh, it's going to depend a lot on set score, but in the first leg, at least I've got Rosovia. Yeah, they're going to get slapped. I mean, they even have last year's picture up for this year's team on Volleybox. Like who they have? It looks like they had Luetti and Maruf. Yeah, that was last yeah, year. Maybe, maybe even two and years Melianats ago. Melianats too. Yeah, the, exactly. yeah. So Melianats was last year. Uh, yeah, last year they had Maruf Luati. The year before they had Luati and. Salvador Hidalgo, 
and yeah. uh, Metin Toy at opposite. Yeah, I mean, Fenerbahce is Fenerbahce. They're one of the great sport clubs, like multi-sport in clubs yeah. in the world. But they don't uh, stack up here. Not, not in men's volleyball, no. No, no. not this year. In past years, they have. There has been win times historically where Fenerbahce is damn good, but they don't stack up here in Rosovia. The next one is Rob that I'm really excited for. Ask for some North American content because you got some. We got some North Americans. First of all, you got Loomberg, and they are just North American stats. You of course you got the out of system pineapple out there, uh, the Red Rocket, Mr. Gage Worsley, um, Max Elger is setting for that team. Uh, I know that Jesse Elser, I saw him in a clip today from this weekend's match, and he was in civvies, so I'm not entirely entirely sure where he's at. Xander Ketrzynski has been going off recently for this team. This is a really interesting ro- matchup for me, Rob, because we like Lundberg is a, is a is a is a tried and tested team now, and sure they had like they missed they missed a huge opportunity last year or they missed a huge opportunity in this yeah, Champions in league. Champions like, league yeah. they could have been in the playoffs they could have been in the quarterfinals if they played their cards right but they didn't they messed up and now you get to go against an Arcus team that is a team that traditionally like has, has is is pretty decent like it's a team that has made a stamp on European volleyball in, the, in a number of years whether it's at the CEV Cup or even at the Champions League level right you have Gregor Gro- Grosser like you have guys on this team so I think this matchup is going to be very very interesting overall Ultimately, I think Arcus is, is is the favorite, and I think that's where Loomberg plays best. Loomberg plays best as the underdog. Loomberg yes, beats Modena as the underdog. Loomberg takes Berlin to five as as the underdog. Loomberg loves can't being push a, it over as, the as finish the line. That's no, the absolutely. Thing. They're all Swedish, no finish. <laughs> so who's your pick? Arcus in this one. Okay. I, I think Arcus Arcus wins this one three one. Loomberg wins five nothing at home, but Arcus moves on. Or not five nothing, but three three to two. Home, yeah. Okay, I, I could see it. Yeah. I mean, we we love Loomberg. They're they're a fantastic franchise. We love Stefan Hubner, their coach. He's the man. A, a team that with very, very, very little budget always does more with less. Uh but th- this particular matchup I, I I don't like for them. Georg Groser is by far the best player on either team. He's going to be playing back in Germany in the second leg. Uh, I don't, I don't, I mean, Lundberg has never seen an opposite like him. Not even Mark Schotel, who they play against domestically, no. is, is remotely similar no. to the style that you see but in, in Groser. The other many, thing, too, is how that. How many of those that Lundberg F- guys are on the national team? How many of those Lundberg guys are playing with Groser on the national team? Well, Jan Buma is, is his backup, if yeah. that. Eric Ruhrs is like, kind of a backup at both wings on the so just, national team just those too. two guys really yeah really just those two guys and then Scores everyone else your son yeah the son everyone else is that. yeah everyone else <laughs> is north american and they're playing against a, a north american influenced team in arcus at least on the canadian side glenn hogue coaching obviously but my thing is that fa mandaraja is better than any outside hitter on on lundberg's roster yeah because he's finally back healthy and the kid is absolutely that. amazing He's pretty filthy. I, I do like watching Mandaracha play. Really we, good. I can say that openly right now because I know Burke is comfortably in bed. Uh, but he might be. He might be listening to this la- later on. Um, also, Rob, just just some notes from the chat here. Fenner three dong Z- ZB last week. Fenerbahce is is no joke. They, they only they... have one loss this year, and it came to Hulk Bank. Just saying. Yeah, dude. You know my double pin comes out. I'm like. <laughs> uh, I, I like Arcus in this matchup too, which I, I hate to say it because I, I do love I do love Lundberg 
and there's more there's more Americans on Lindbergh. There's zero on Arcus, but uh, I, there's no way I can pick against Grozer. There's no way. I can no, pick absolutely not. That man is a machine. We are fortunate to live in the Grozer. Era yes, we sure. are. We really yeah. are. All right. Next up, women's CV Cup. This is definitely less exciting. Uh, not not as many familiar players to us. Not no. as many like big name franchises. Uh, Budavani Woods, who had an okay Champions League campaign, on some team called Neuchatel from Switzerland. I have no idea yep. if I said that even close to right. Neuchatel. But... Neuchatel. Oh, those say it's, it's like French pronounced. Okay, yeah. whatever. I don't know anything about them. Budavani Woods, Mac May, who I like. She's American, so I'm picking them. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm taking both Lonnie Lodge this the, this one. Everyone knows how I feel about Kiri uh, um, on this program. I absolutely love them. So I'm I'm yeah. taking Kiri just to win it full out. Um, not as much intrigue for me in the CEV Cup semifinals on the women's side and then the men's side. This you know it, it it's I think the the final Vudge against Kiri is going to be banger. Ultimately, I, I'm I, yeah, like, that'll I be think it's going to be two really good matches. Two, right? One. Yeah. One. Two. Two. Yeah, they, 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 they still play home and away in the final in CV Cup. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've got Woods and Kiri as well. Kiri taking on a Paris Saint Cloud from France. Yeah, no, whatever. Sorry, PSC. Yeah. Wait, uh, last but not least, as far PSC. as CV goes, the Challenge Cup final. This is the best Challenge Cup game. This is maybe spicy. I like this. I'm. I might be. What time is it? This on. This on, is uh, Wednesday, eleven thirty a.m. Eastern, what? which is crazy because there's so many other games going on at that exact same time. But uh, yeah. Monza oh. at Vershava, leg one. I love everything about this game. Uh, I mean, these these two teams are legitimate playoff threats in both their domestic leagues. This is like exactly the sort of CEV match that we want to see. Uh, Vershava is going to finish top four in the Plus Liga. Uh, Monza has been really, really good lately in Italy. Uh, there's north american flavor on either side uh like pretty big names on both sides i love this um first leg in poland ever who you got oh this is really tough to say this is this is a fun matchup this is what i want from the volleyball world right the pretty good but not fantastic teams from each team although Varsava, you could almost like they've been playing like, like a like a top team this year for sure um I, I I think it has to be Monza. I really like this Monza team. There's 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 no doubt about it. I'm I'm pulling for Monza in this one, but man, it is really close. When I but when I just look down, it just I, I think Monza has a little bit more quality, but that's really tough to say because I know that Xavierci handled Milano uh in the in the last round of, of the CEV Cup as well. Right? So like the comparisons for for Italy versus Poland this year have been a little bit off, but ultimately, I think my heart wants to say Milano for sure. Malonza, Malonza, whatever. Malonza. Of course, they, there's three yeah. Canadians on that team. I, I would Absolutely. be, I would, yeah. it would be ridiculous if you picked against them. But uh, I actually, and, they, and they've and they've been winning of late too. They, like they got they, they they've won their their past two or three. I think uh, they got a good winning against Milano, and then they followed up with a, with a W against Catania. So like they're on a bit of a roll right now. Yeah, this is going to be a good series. I've got Vershava, though, at least in the first leg at home. 
I I really like their ability to match up in the middle. Whoever they play, I hope it's yeah, Taylor Averill. Me too. But uh, match in the middle. I like but that. yeah, Andre Vrona, Yuri Semenyuk, both have, have had really good years. Like as kind of the older guys waiting for Francesco Lisanat to get back healthy. Um, Jan Firle versus Kachopa is a very fun setter battle. Uh, Bartomeu like Boange versus Arthur Schwartz is a very fun opposite battle. Mm-hmm. That that's pure power. That's that's awesome. that's two sledgehammers, and I love it. That's yeah. old school. That's that's women's volleyball. Let's be honest. Let's, let's, yeah. Let's get two. It's, let's get two men to be like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Who's gonna string? Who's gonna swing <laughs> harder? That is Bolans versus Schwartz. And I, this, I might be more excited for this matchup in the Challenge Cup than the, the some of the matchups in the quarterfinals. And like. That's Me why like, Wednesday is going to be such, and this is why, Rob, this is why if we had a tiered system where we were like match, if we were doing proper matchmaking in, in volleyball, almost like it was like esports, you know, like this would be way better, way better because that's we've what, this is what this, this is, this is what we've got right now. And I, it, I just love it. Chef's gifts. We, uh, yes, I love it too. I'm very excited. It's going to come down to Moans serving as it typically does with that team. Uh, so, so that'll be a fun one on Wednesday. Uh, Women's Challenge Cup final. This is a decent series. Novara, who will be the favorite against uh, Nantes from France, who I know not very much about, but uh, Nantes is actually the higher seed. The first leg is in Novara on Wednesday evening. How for is not the higher seed? I have no idea. I don't know. What's, who in this world is telling me that the Neptunes from Nantes, which that's honestly, I just... Like this must be a newer team. Yeah, this is a new team from Nantes because they didn't weren't always called the Neptunes. What were they called before? I don't know, but Neptune oh. Neptunes is pretty cool. And the logo is pretty legit too. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. It's 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 fantastic. Who does this team have? A lot of Americans. Don't yep. know any of them. It's a pretty international team. I'm still going for Navarra. Akamov is way better than any of these players. Yeah, that's hundred percent true. That's hundred percent true. I don't. Yeah, uh, I do like. What, what ta- I do like Jalen Keen. Shout out to her. I I met her at Wapaka a couple years ago. Oh, cool. She's yeah. She's American. But uh, th- this game's like two p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. It's actually much later, so uh, could there's, be a ni- nice little nightcap situation. But yeah, you know, Novara is gonna Novara is gonna win this tournament. Like, it, there's too much other going on on Wednesday. I'm sorry. This one. This one is getting cut. Yeah, me too. This me this too. one. This one. This one is getting cut. Okay. So that's that sets the stage for a ridiculous week of CEV. We'll catch up with it all next week. And uh, you're probably going to get basically the exact same thing the following week in leg two. But this is going to be sweet. Make sure you're in the Discord. We'll get you all the the, the links to the threads and the ways to, to talk about all these games. Uh, Everett, before we move on to some domestic leagues, I need you to tell the people about that volleyballstore.com so I can uh, go over to my fridge over here for something special. Oh, I was going to say that's not fair, but then I realized I'm literally packing right beside me. Uh, but absolutely, as Rob goes and leaves the TV on behind him, head over to thatvolleyball.store. Use the code SPICY at 15% off of all of your entire order. You get the entire 9x9 series, the 9x9 squared series, all of your favorite volleyball stores stuff. And of course, the merch from our favorite series. And just in time, Rob is back because where's daddy? You can get his merch Uh and look at that. We we are jumping right back into it. Um, where was Daddy last week, Rob? Daddy, I feel like I, I re- kind of remember. It was an obvious one, maybe. It not. was it was an obvious one. It did make you laugh. Uh, Daddy Stankovic last week was hidden somewhere, as he always is. 
Um, it wasn't the most it wasn't the the most hidden of all hiding places, but it was pretty funny because I had to turn I had to turn his head like kind of onto an angle for this uh, Katowice three donging Zaxa game, which was it added to how funny it was because of how ridiculous that that result was. But yeah, there was Daddy every week. Daddy Stankovic is hidden somewhere, and if you find him, you comment the timestamp of where he is in the main YouTube comment section. And the first person to do that last week was Kenny McGraw, who might lead the Where's Daddy leaderboards all time in yeah. Daddy findings. So, Kenny, great job as usual. You found Daddy Stankovic. Everyone keep your eye out for the man, the myth, the legend in this episode. And if you find him, don't put it in the live chat. Wait until the show is over and comment in the main YouTube comment section timestamp of where you see daddy Daddy. you're welcome you're welcome you get to look at daddy stankovich we all everyone's a winner daddy delicious delicious all right rob we're moving on uh moving on to the uh leg of all super lega now moving on to some more domestic uh pro stuff this is a double week uh, yep. On the men's side for the Super League, we had a match day on Wednesday, and then we had, of course, classic Saturday Sunday style. Um, what do we want to talk about first? Uh, I think Monza over Milano uh, That's was, a big a, one. was an absolute big one. Verona over Piacenza at the time was massive. Rob, that was that was Verona's tenth win in their last twelve. The past two wins. Or the only two losses they had in that time span were both Trentino, one in the cup, one in the regular season. They started this year two and six. We were laughing at them. They've turned it on since uh, with, with this one. Of course, they unfortunately lost this week against Milano, but Verona was really, really legit. Well, let's let's talk about that one first, because yeah, uh, Verona against Piacenza. So this was last Wednesday, and uh, I watched this game. And this game, from Piacenza's perspective, was absolutely vomit-inducing with errors. They Mm -hmm. made so many errors. It was crazy. I think it was like 36 total errors in four sets. It's just disgusting. And so uh, 18 service errors, 13 unforced attacking errors. That's 31. I think there were like five other random ones uh, accounted for. Yeah, got a six times. That's probably got... Uh, yeah, ace six times. That's 37 errors. That's horrendous. <laughs> that's so bad. That's that's nine errors a set. You're giving away nine points per set for free. That's crazy town. Cannot happen. And uh, good game from Verona. They, they played about as clean a volleyball as they could. Six aces to only 10 service errors is outstanding. Alex Grosdenoff might low-key be the best server on that team. Every single Verona stat sheet I look at, he leads them in service attempts. He just goes on runs with that like nasty like he downward does. angle jump float serve every time he goes back there. You know who his float serve reminds me of? It reminds me of a Graham Vigrass float serve. Mm. It reminds me of, of That's that a high big compliment. palm. It's that big palm taped thumb um situation that they've got going down there and there's just a bit of a pop, you know a nice little pop, um right right through it and and you gotta love it i really like Grozhinov. i i really do i, I think like he, he is an underrated middle he is one of the few bright spots that they have in that bulgarian program uh right now um the rock has been absolutely phenomenal this year. and in this one he was ridiculous he went 19 for 34 no errors only got blocked once he had a 56 percent. his efficiency was through the roof he is it's so hard to remember that he's only 21 years old like he yep. is so good at volleyball he's just really really good. really really good at volleyball and you know what rob 
I know that Stoichev, and we can talk about Stoichev's stooginess. His stooginess came out in full force and lost to uh, Milano on Sunday. And like, he was going at players. He was yelling at Mozic. He was yelling at the Miko. He was getting into it with Spirito. Like, it was testy. But like, I, up until that point, like recently he's been kind of been doing a good job. And I know we've been kind of clowning Verona for kind of having this attitude that like defense and service Eve don't really matter. And that's kind of what we've been hearing out of the, the Stoichev camp. But this team plays simple volleyball really well. And they just come at you relentlessly. And I kind of love it. I, I, I kind of love the way that they play. They are just... I love it when safety's it off. Safety's off, guns a-blazing, 100%. And it's been working yeah, up I love until it, this past one Sunday. It has. I, I love it when it works. And it did work against Piacenza. It helps when you play Piacenza, who's basically like a, a shiny, polished version of Verona that you peel away a very thin layer of like chrome spray paint. And you see uh, the, the, a similar bone structure of a very similar flavor of garbage that Verona has when they suck. And that's uh, passing the ball very badly, making way too many errors. It's exactly what we saw from Piacenza here. I mean, you're not going to beat anybody when you make nine errors in a set. No. It's just not going to happen. And that's no. terrible. And, and they should be ashamed of themselves. So good job, Verona. I'm, I'm, I would like to revisit the Verona idea when we get to the next match day because they got donged by Milano and it wasn't competitive. But uh, no. speaking of Milano, uh, they had an interesting week because they lost a derby game to Monza and uh, wasn't really super close, especially that the fourth set was not close at all. It was, it was completely over. So Monza wins the, the battle for Milano. And uh, got good after that. But this this might have been the best game I've seen Stephen Marr play in a very long time. 22 on 20 for 36 attacking. Yeah, I mean, Stephen Marr was pretty good. Arthur was pretty good as well. 17 for 31 with four blocks and an ace. Uh, you know, Vero Volley, Vero Volley that, Canada uh, is, is looking pretty good. And made that, that season ace-to-error ratio ever so slightly less terrible. You know what? Yeah, for sure. You know what? I will say this, Rob. He might be the highest scoring server in the league when you comprise all of the points that he scored. <laughs> points for uh, for one points team for and against, but he's he's still he's still scoring points out there. So uh, let's just say that. Actually, I, I'll take that back. Uh, Gabby Garcia Fernandez is actually the least efficient hitter in the league, and that's statistically true. Um, oh, but but um, yeah, that. you know what? This this was this is a really good game. Uh, the Canadian squad. Mar is he's Stephen Mar. At the end of at, when it's all said and done, Rob Stephen Mar might be the best player that Canada has ever produced. Stephen Mar might be the best player to ever put on the Canadian national team jersey. Um, I truly believe this. Wow. No one, no one in, in Canadian history has had the professional career that Stephen Marr has had. Um, and that is in true. terms of the longevity in the Italian league, uh, in terms of the numbers that he's put up in the Italian league. Um, I mean, considering that, like, I know you hate talking about transfer news, but it looking like he's heading to Lube and Lepi's heading to 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 Lube next year. Like, if you're a Canadian fan and, and you're watching this, this is like this is this is peak Canadiana in volleyball right now. Like what is currently going on, and 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 I kind of love it, and I'm, I'm I'm here for the ride. Like it's it's so much fun getting to watch Super League of volleyball that I have a meaningful connection to, and there's three Canadians on the court. Like if you had told me that six years, like like five years ago, it would have been hell no, that would never happen. So yeah, it's it's all awesome. memory for them all day long. 
I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, else, elsewhere on Wednesday, uh, breaking news, Toronto lost a five-setter. Uh, certainly never heard that one before. Vlad Davyskiba did drop 28 for Modena, which is pretty insane, and uh, was playing opposite, I think. Yeah, he was. But uh, everything else was kind of expected. I mean, Padova beat Catania in five. Uh, Lube actually took a set off of Trentino, which is an accomplishment because Trentino is far better than them. Uh, Trentino just dominates. And I'm pretty yeah, sure Lube took the first set or the second set? Second. Yeah. Yeah, Mikoletto dropped 23. was was terrific. I, honestly, I don't even that, have that much to say about that. I, I think we should move on to the weekend's games because it got a little weird. Got a little weird. It, it it did get a little read. I was gonna say like I was really excited for this Lube versus Trentino matchup, and I think I hyped it up on last week's show a little bit. But it just it really just didn't deliver uh, at the end of the day. And Lube's quality is so much below what Trentino can do right now. Like it's oh, yeah. it's almost incredible to believe that like this is the teams that like battled in last year's finals. It is, and that that, that series went five somehow. Uh, Okay, let's let's move on to the weekend because uh, remember we're we're getting real close to the end of the regular season here. Then there there are now only two games left. Two games left. This oh is, man, this is the better... third last week of the season, and it's crazy. We're gonna look at the standings in a minute. First, the, the the predictable ones: Perugia three Don Padova, Monza yes. three Don Catania, Grace. Yes. To three Don Modena. I call that a predictable one because it is. Uh, I do want to point out though that that Trentino did that with their bench. <laughs> Trentino, Trentino put again. in the entire bench in the second set, and still Modena never really had a chance. Modena went out there and lost to Gabrielli Nelly. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. They put in the backup setter. They put in they they put in a backup middle. I think they put in a backup libero. They put in Oreste Cavuto at outside hitter. For God's sake, shame on you, Modena. Yeah, that's bad. That's really bad. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that at all. Uh, that at all. Um, and then that's other than that, that's kind of where things get interesting. Um, yeah. So the interesting games: Milano three donging Verona, both of them rebounding from Wednesday. Uh, that that one is is worth spending some time on because I think uh, I I want to start there because I was yeah. really high on Verona heading into this game, and I actually found myself cheering for Verona for the first time, but. All of a sudden, this was the worst Rock Mozic game we've seen in a while, and he's very bad. Eight for seventeen. His efficiency was real. Yeah, his efficiency was real low, and the passing numbers, his passing numbers in general, were uh, pretty terrible. But for me, what was happening? Desronak was as incredible. Whatever, whatever that commentator who was that she's one of the American girls. I forget. She was like, I don't even remember what she was calling him. It was absolutely psychotic i couldn't stand it does was really good he was seven for 11 uh no one forced errors got blocked twice but mozic was just really not good in this one and verona could not pass the ball it was domination milano all match long and it was actually kind of hard to watch 11 aces for milano in three Ooh. sets that's almost four aces per set that's nuts that's yeah. nuts Verona, Stoogechev. This is this is who they are at their core. This is what Verona is. They have been good lately, but uh, when when they play against a team who is capable at serving the volleyball, good night, three dong, see you later. Not really very competitive. 
good for Milano too. They needed this game. Yeah, no, good, def, definitely good for Milano. But this was a, a really good team game from Milano. Like you see, Marco Calves came in. He was nine for ten in the middle with two blocks and and two aces. That's huge. Lozair wasn't exactly Lozair in this one. He, this game he only went three for four, but four <laughs> blocks. Right. And it's when I was so confused about who you were talking about. You called him Marco Calves. That is in uh, that is a translation of Marco Vitelli. I guess Vitelli means. Oh Cam. yeah, that makes <laughs> way more sense. Way more sense because That's even awesome. at one point too, I was like, "Doesn't Marco Vitelli play for this team?" I was like scanning his name, <laughs> and I was like, I was freaking out in my head because I was like, "I swear to God, I saw Vitelli have a game this weekend," and then I was scanning <laughs> scanning Milano's like roster here, and I was like, oh. "Bro, like." Where is Vitelli? And I was like, who the who the F is Marco Cavas? And I was like, whatever. <laughs> the name's in front of me, so I'm just going to go with it. Okay. Thank you, Google Translate. That was Thank you, really Google funny. Translate. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, four, oh. players for, four players from Milano in double figures is excellent, including a middle, uh, second in scoring with 13. So, yeah, this that's sick. Just... Good all-around game. I mean, in, incredible offensively. 41 for 69 is is amazing. 10 blocks, 11 aces. Again, this is in three sets. That breakpoint generation rate is insane. Insane. You know what? Milano kind of needed that because they've been having a rough go uh, as of late. Coming into this match, uh, they were 1-6 in, in their last Ooh. seven uh, and that includes obviously league play uh, and international stuff. And looking looking into that, uh, they were two and nine uh, coming into that one as well. So that's a really big for a big win for Milano. Um, kind of stops that skid from from them, and that's kind of where like like at the beginning of of this week, Milano started way ahead of of Monza, but there is a log jam in the middle there. Five, six, seven, all sitting with 33 points in the middle, Verona, Monza, Milano. Uh, we'll and after there. this week... We'll yeah, talk sorry. about the standings. We'll talk about the standings. Yeah, Just yeah, trust I'm me. Getting ahead. I'm getting ahead a little bit. Yeah, we got a lot to project. Two more matches to talk about. The first is Lube uh, with, a honestly, a kind of miraculous reverse sweep win over G-Sterner. They went down 2 nothing. They looked like there was nothing going on. You know who the savior was, Everett? Who was the savior? Tell me uh, who was the savior. Ronnie Cuban spike, cover your ears. You're not allowed to listen to this. Marlon Yant. Marlon Yant oh, completely saved this game. He completely saved it. 12 for not, 14 off the bench. That's ridiculous. I'm not surprised. Ooh. 12 for 14 12 is insane. 14. That's a little tasty little morsel there, Yant. Like that. Insane. But that's I'm not surprised. That's it, 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 We've seen him do it time and time again. Um, I don't know if Yant has the mentality to be a full-time starter. He just seems too accidental in, in his approach. He has the talent, though, to be a top level outside, right? He is he is the Romano on the left side. Um, he can just be a little bit testy, maybe not as bad. I take that back. I apologize. That that <laughs> yeah, was I, that was me, yeah, Colin, I, and, I, and, I, and I and I and I apologize. I'll, I'll take that back. You deserve a lot more credit than that. And, uh, good, and I games, know that, but... good games from both Addis Legumja and Mattia Botolo as well. Both mm. with twenty. Uh, Legumja for four. Yeah, really, really good offensive game from Botsalo. Great serving from Lagumja. Uh, and it, so uh, I'm, I'm thinking, like, how on earth was Chisterna in this game? The answers are obvious. Teo 4, very good as usual. Yeah. And a hell of a game from Pavle Perich. 18 for 26 with a block. You know what? I'm sick and tired of the Pavle Perich on this slender that we've had on the Discord of late. He's good. He, 
he can't pass a ball, but he can sure as well hit one. <laughs> he belongs on Verona. Um, the, the last thing I wanted to talk about is the F.A. Byram situation. Everett, have you been following this? No. Oh, I have so, been, thanks to Burkai. Yeah. So, um, you know, the squeaky, the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. <laughs> the long story short is because Berkai complains so much that we don't that we don't that this isn't a Turkish only show. I, we feel bad for oh, F.A. Byron. We we like him. He's a good player. He is very very fragile. Unfortunately, this particular medical like situation is 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 not his fault. He got an yeah. injection into his ankle that ended up being completely mismanaged and uh, like you know what's what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, Administered in, incorrectly, botched. Yeah, the, 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 the team doctor was promptly fired after botching an ankle injection that caused massive problems to FA Byram's ankle, and that sucks. And it's a good reminder of the fact that there are incompetent people in that rise up the ranks high in every single line of work that there is, including volleyball they- commentators and volleyball doctors. So. It, it, it happens everywhere. There are incompetent people that unfortunately have too much power. It sucks. I feel bad for F.A. Byram. I hope he gets well soon. Me too. Yeah. Best of luck. Uh, anything else to chat about from this week, this weekend? Uh, of course, there's yeah. one more. It is Piacenza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Losing at home to Toronto in five. That is oh, my God. so bad. It, and this, and this Andrea Anastasi, Andrea Anastasi on the sideline looked so mad, and it was so funny, and I loved watching it so much. But once again, Ronnie Cuban Spike, cover your ears. You are not allowed to listen to this, Ronnie. You're not allowed to listen to this. Jose Miguel Gutierrez was absolutely unbelievable. He was absolutely so, amazing. Thirty-two points. I like. I remember back in the day, and. I can't remember if like which Cuban which Cubans were on this team. I can't remember if it was like Lopez and Yant. I know Yant was on that team actually, but we I did extreme for like the U twenty three North Seca Championships or Pan Am Cup or something along those lines. And the best player on that Cuban team, the man who we were wondering was if was if if he was roided up was said Jose uh, Jose Miguel Gutierrez. Now, his return has been a little bit slow, but he used to be the crown stud. Like, he was better than Lopez. He was better than Yant. He was better than Ejo. Like, back in the day, he was the guy, from what I remember. Now, of course, Ronnie might want to contradict me just for the sake of contradicting me, but whatever. He doesn't matter. Um, so this doesn't surprise me in the slightest, to be honest, Rob. What does surprise me, on the other hand, is that we had a phenomenal Yuri Romano game where he went 19 for 34. He did make seven errors from the baseline, which is a little bit too much but to get two aces. But then it was just dog shit everywhere else from Piacenza. <laughs> just an absolute, like, like greyhound size of a dump on the sidewalk by Piacenza in this one. Like, who didn't they throw in? Like, because all remember when he was the best player in the world a couple years ago he was getting <laughs> subbed out one for 15 year old okay for, yeah that, that i made that joke in the discord it was it was, yeah, it was ridiculous right. I that, that uh i will i will fully admit i stole that joke from you i thank you but I uh yeah brizard getting brizard getting benched for a literal child having been voted by ace volleywood the number one player in the world it's ridiculous 
uh, yeah, a, a classically embedding Piacenza loss. This is very, very funny. Uh, one, uh, I think only this hmm, of all the five setters that Toronto has lost this year. This, I think, this is the first one of the one at least. On. I know that they've uh, they've had a couple. They've had a couple wins. They've had. I think they might have had one other five set win. This was Toronto's first five set win on the road. Piacenza, you should be ashamed. But. Uh, Jose Miguel Gutierrez, 32, on 24 for 34 attacking with two blocks and six aces is insane. Yeah, that's, that's insane. Pretty, that's pretty filthy, especially because he's on the he's on the left side too, right? So you he's getting oh, yeah. volume. Oh, yeah. Like he he's their number one target in serve receive too, and he passed pretty damn good. On 31 attempts, 48% positive, 23% perfect. You're passing like basically 50 50% positive. You're only getting like. Like you took a lot of volume, you got ace three times, but still, like that is is disgusting. Really good. If only, if only Cuba had someone who could set the ball. <laughs> yeah, I was they're... thinking about the other day. Like, imagine all these Cuban players that could that could play for Cuba, like Juan Tejana, Leal, um, Leon, and they still have Tabuada setting them. That's hilarious. <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> Let's let's continue. Yeah, uh, heck, heck of a game for Toronto. Heck of a not game for Piacenza. Let's take a look at the standings. First and foremost, with two games left to play, it is time to say goodbye to Catania. Goodbye, Catania. Thanks for participating. Thank you for bringing volleyball to Sicily. Thank you for skipping the A2 division entirely. It unfortunately is time for you to go back uh, to hopefully a two, hopefully not all the way back to a three where you just came from. Catania is relegated. It is over. They, uh, they will drop out of the super league of this year. Thank you for participating uh, there. They have eight points to make up with two matches remaining. It is over. Uh, no more relegation drama, which is, which breaks my heart a little bit, but uh, Catania goodbye. The rest of the teams, you are safe. Trentino also on the complete other side. Congratulations. Clint. Trentino. You are the one seed. Trentino is the one seed. They can play their bench the next two games, and they honestly might because they have to worry about Champions League. Other than that, though, is there a there is a race for eighth though between Chisterna yeah, definitely. And, and, Moda, and, and Moda here. That's where even get even Padova is statistically alive. They they would have to they would have to get six points and get a lot of help. But yeah, Modena Chisterna is super, super spicy. And other than Perugia, who's locked in at second, basically like three through seven is separated by four points. That, so there's, it's crazy. So much stuff. Let's let's we, we need we need to look at who's playing who here and then in the next little bit. Okay. Trentino versus Perugia. So that's that's a little fun, which means it means all the teams in the middle are just gonna be playing each other. Chisterna versus Verona. So Verona can probably okay. pick up another another win there. Um, Chisterna needs Lube, it more. Lube versus oh, that's very true. Chisterna does does need that more. That's really interesting. Lube versus Piacenza, which has absolute massive implications on between who finishes uh, third and who finishes fourth. Massive, love that. Monza versus Padova. Monza needs those points. Padova needs to stay alive. That could be interesting too, especially with the way Padova has been playing recently. Milano, you get an easy one. You get Trentin, or you you get Toronto. Modena versus Catania, whatever. Modena gets lucky. They they do get lucky in this one, but yeah, and then then looking forward a little bit to the last week of the season. Uh, yeah, we per- have to Perugia versus Milano. The thing is, like Perugia and Trentino both can't go anywhere. 
So yeah. the, um, what Perugia do we get in in right. that in in that game? Probably I think you won't I get think... Simone Gianelli. He didn't even play over the weekend. We saw Gregor no. Rope, and I, I've I've heard that he might he might they might sit Gianelli for the rest of the regular season. And hundred percent. Why not? Why, how could you blame him? Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Sit Gianelli. That that makes sense. So I'm gonna give Georgia Italian Gianelli national team take notes. Don't yeah. play Gianelli every game this summer. I swear. Yeah. Um, Piacenza has the really big advantage there again against uh, uh, Modena. That's that's who we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Piacenza um, Modena in round twenty-two. Lube gets Verona. Tough game. Uh, Monza versus Cisterna is a pretty is a pretty big game. Um, Trentino versus Padova is meaningless for Trentino, but though then maybe they play the bench and Padova steals points. Uh, Milano versus Perugia is a- always fun because of what happened last year, even though Perugia won't care as much about that game in, in the very last week. But yeah, the, the spots three through seven are, are, are a complete toss up and it's, it's going to be really interesting about who, who lands where you do not want to be seed seven because that means you play Perugia. You do not want that. Uh, or at least I assume that you don't want that. I assume that most teams would feel a lot better about their chances against Lube or Piacenza 100%. compared compared 100%. to their chances against Perugia. Absolutely. Even even Verona could grab the three seed. Like that's not impossible at any, all. Any one of those teams, Milano, Modena, not Monda, Modena, Milano, Monza, Verona, Civitan, like Lube, Piacenza, like this, this is completely open. There's there's like Lube. Who does Lube? Lube has two tough matchups. Lube has the toughest road in this little bit, next little bit because they have two teams with massive. Like they've got Piacenza, who they're tied with, and they've got Verona, who's just right, right on their their step. So that's like Lube has the toughest road here. Monza is in the best spot technically because they play two teams that are below them in the standards in Padova and Cisterna. But both of those teams are still in the playoff race. So it's, you know, it's going to be uh, a little bit more interesting. Uh, Verona is in a decent spot. They, they play one team below them and one, one team above them, but like Milano, same thing. They, they got one-on-one, but Milano could have a good shot at getting, getting two wins here as well because they have to play Trentino or Perugia in the, in that, in that second match. So what about Piacenza? Piacenza has Modena Lube. and they have, and they have Lube. Lube. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really, really interesting. So, so yeah, th- this weekend, cancel your plans, lock in uh Padova versus Monza is Saturday, but the other five games are Sunday. Like you, you're going to want to watch every one of these games that you can. So much, so much could happen. We there's so many. I don't even want to break down the possible scenarios, Rob. No, no, me between, between three seven because there's so many of the possibilities. Any one of those teams could finish anywhere, and I absolutely, absolutely love it. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm, it's awesome. I'm it's gonna really, be so good. Pull, I'm really pulling for um, Monza to push up into the top four, obviously. Because they have yeah. they have the potential if they could take care of business and get six big points here, finish the season with with thirty nine. Yeah, dude, it's it's, uh, it's shaping up to be a really fun playoffs. Love All it. Right. Ready, ready to move on. Love it. Yeah, plus Liga. Uh, let's hit it up because we had the first round. It's it's interesting in Italy. They do all the cup all in one go and. Poland, they like to break it up a little bit. So we had the first round of the uh, Polish Cup quarterfinals. Now, two of the matches were kind of blow-offs, right? You had a top team. Yeah, really three of the matches. But you still had a a top team against 
generally a, a second league team, although one of them was a third tier team because Leon's Angels team, uh, you know, kind of made the upset. So those ones are kind of whatevers. Java and uh, Anioli Torin, the Angels, yep, uh, three nothing, uh, and then Davierci beat Rudusniak three um, one as well. Um, so good for those teams for making it there. There's really only one uh, game to talk about this this in this Rob as JW took care of um, business against Gdansk three nothing, but Rosovia laid the biggest egg, losing three one to Luke Lublin. At home, a significant egg was laid. In Polish Cup, that was pretty disgusting all around. Good job by Lublin, but man, Rosovia, can you figure it out, police? Uh, the answer is no. No, they can't. Uh, second outside hitter, a big problem for Rosovia. Neither Loati nor Chabul could get anything done. Uh, both DeFalco and Boyer, both good. They, they were not the problem. They did get. Yeah, they did get kind of torn up in the middle a little bit. Uh, Alexander Ferreira, the Portuguese guy, uh, 45% efficiency on 17 points on the left side. I think Tobias Braun, I remember being good this year. Yeah, Tobias Braun came. I haven't seen him in forever. Yeah, like, where did Tobias Braun, like, I didn't even know he was alive. And he just <laughs> popped. And it was like, and the, like, it was like, he came up on the screen. And I was like, is that Tobias Braun? Sure was. And then the, 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 card came up and it was like oh my goodness it is it, it, it really is when you look at though who is their opposite um who was their opposite in this one rob because uh, so Scholes, they had Scholes they had a couple bad, yeah bad, and then they brought someone else in and I'm yeah Tej malinovsky uh good yeah malinovsky yeah, i liked him as a lefty points. right yeah he's a lefty 10 for 20 yeah. a little bit undersized active arm really liked him really yeah, i really liked too. him he was, he was dynamic i don't think they win this game without him that, that no, definitely not that change was was massive and it seemed to me like rosovia just just really couldn't handle it it was weird too because like the, the the stats don't really tell the story of this game because i watched it too it was just like a a, a Luke Lublin team that had nothing to lose, that had mm-hmm. like really very little pressure, that was excited about the opportunity to be there. And Rosovia just has some weird, like gross cloud that follows them everywhere they go. And it, there's just something about the vibe of that team that uh, causes them to collapse in in elimination situations. I mean, this. What were the set scores here? I mean, the the, the fourth set was not close. Uh, yeah, no. twenty two, twenty three, and then fourteen uh, percent right. off. I almost wondered if we were going to be going to like if this was going to go five. Yeah, if this right? was like because reverse sweep popped off in that, that first, I was like mm, this could be a reverse reverse sweep. But Lublin, the way that they were able to answer back in that uh, in in that fourth was really tasty and a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, good team. So the the Polish Cup semifinals in Krakow, uh, March second and third. That's a, that's a couple weekends from now. Yeah, I think two two weekends from now. JSW versus Luke Lublin, and then Warsaw versus Zawierce. That that second match in particular, I'm very very excited for. So yeah, uh, me, that'll me be too. good. Let's turn to the regular season of the Plus Liga, where the where the week for Rosovia went from bad to worse. They really uh, they lose three to one to Olsten. Olsten, who is significantly undermanned right now. Uh, let's see who is good here. Moritz Karlitzek, twenty, very good. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Uh, Alan Susan, Moa, fifteen. Armoa eleven. 
Uh, Chable and Boyer were the best players for Rosovia, but low efficiency across the board. Only 26% as a team is not great. Uh, but only, like, uh, this is one of those matches, Rob, where I look at it, and I guess like, their blocking numbers and serving numbers for Olsen are a little bit better. But, like, offensively, Olsen was only 30% efficiency as, a, as opposed to 26, yeah. right? Like, it's, they're, they're, not, they're not that much better. Like, Rosovia actually had more points offensively, 48 compared to, compared to 45. So, it's interesting to me. Uh, we also got to see Tuaniga start in, in, the, uh, in the fourth. Yeah, so they, they've Ocean's got themselves a foreigner limit problem with with Nico Scherzen being done for the year. They need a Polish guy somewhere, uh, yeah. and they've been choosing to use a Polish setter, uh, which is uh, this Jankovic guy, number five, who's who's been the backup all year, so that they can start Allen, Karwitzek, and Armoa on the wings. Uh, but what they chose to do in the fourth was start Josh Tuaniga and then bring in a uh, Camille Schmendera, who I know nothing about at outside, no, but he but he was good. He went five for seven, so. Uh, bad, man. Yeah. 71 hitting hitting 71 with his 56 percent efficiency is not bad at all yeah good job javier weber but rosovia figure it out i'm i'm the more i think about it the more worried i am for them against fenerbahce in the cv cup like seriously yeah i mean we may have been wrong on that call we we we'll may have, have 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 been wrong on the call uh before we we jump into other upsets big shout out to zaxa who was able to secure a win against Radom. Um, that's kind of where I mean. I think that sums up that we're cheering yeah, on that, that they got a three dong against Radom. Just kind of sums up everything for 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 uh, Zaxa uh, this year. But some other results to look at, and another one that Rob, I think both you and I watched, Barkham Laviv, all over JW in this one, and JW Notan Uti. They went with Scruders. And Edvin Scruders might be the worst signing of He's the year for them. Because so that, bad. <laughs> I'm honestly, I think I'm a better setter than Edvin Scruders right now. Yeah. Like, throw me in, coach. Throw me in. I swear to God. Um, yeah, similar. That was sad. Similar to how I said that I could have set the Cuban national team better than Tabawada at the World Championship two years ago. I think Everett could have set JSW better than this Edvin Scruders guy. And Adonos made the point in the chat, our Polish buddy in the Discord the other day, saying that JSW letting Amy Teravaporti walk big, was, big was their biggest loss mistake. of the offseason. I've been a big fan of Teravaporti for a long time. And I think yeah. he just, he's, always, he's always been quality when he's coming off the bench. Uh, I'm, I'm. To be honest, I'm a fan of of Turkish or not Turkish. Sorry, Finnish volleyball in general. But I think Terfa Poti is 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 really quality, and letting him go was a massive mistake. And you're 100 right. Sorry, who was saying that? Was that Adnos? Yeah, yeah. Adnos was, was was saying that, and and it was huge. But on the flip side, Vasil Tupci was incredible. He was yeah, 15 for 23, hit 61 percent efficiency, and then Ilya Kovalov as well, 12 for 18, hit 50 percent efficiency while hitting 67 percent. Those two were unreal. And when Barkov Lviv looks like that, when Tupchi is playing like that, that is a tough team to play. That's a tough team to play. They earned this win. They for went sure. out there and took it, and it was and it was awesome to watch. And I said it earlier in the show, Rob. Before coming into this match, I thought JW was the steadfast number two team in the world behind Trentino. I don't know if I believe that anymore. I really don't. Yeah, I've been less high on JSW this year. I don't think their roster construction is as good as it was last year. Second outside hitter is still a problem for them. Rafael Shimura is is acceptable. But yeah. uh, when, when you don't when you don't have Tomas Fornal, who didn't play until like midway through set two, 
Uh, some people have been making the joke in the Discord this season that the devil works hard, but Marco Sedlacek's agent works harder because I do not understand how on earth this man gets contracts like like a JSW deal it makes no sense at all. No. He stinks, does not belong there. Uh, yeah, this, this backup setter, this Scrooters guy, I think he's Latvian. He's awful. That was one of the worst yeah. setting performances I have ever seen. Um, the the, the stats don't even really tell the story of of just how bad he was. And, and yeah, Barcom Lviv is a perfectly respectable team. And, I mean, Tupchi and Kovalov, when you combine the two of them with potentially Ole Plotnitsky, those, that, that, that wing trio for Ukraine. Whew. They, so it was interesting for me that um, JW brought in Yuri Glider in, in the third. Yes. Because, or, sorry, in the fourth. No, in the third. And because Glider is um, Ukrainian. He's Ukrainian, but Glider is also one of the emo- most emotional players, and you can kind of see like he was trying to spark something. He went four for four when he came in, uh, which was really good. But on the flip side, we had Norbert Huber, who I know a lot of you have been touting to be the best middle in the world. All this shit, he was bad. He was six for th- three for six, which isn't terrible overall, uh, but with a zero percent efficiency. Um, and was an overall minus one uh, on the day, and probably his yeah. worst match of the day of the year. That's bad. He also had the guy setting him the ball, who might be the worst setter on planet Earth. So I'll, I'll yeah. give him a break. This is a bad game for JSW. I don't care what roster you throw out there. If you are the team at the top of the table that you think that you are, uh, do not get three dong by Barcom Lviv. Again, uh, Barcom Lviv deserves a lot of credit here. But uh, yeah, that was not good. I, I then thought because all those upsets were happening. I think on Saturday. And uh, then I called in Discord, like, guys, watch out. Like, next, uh, Zavierche is going to lose to Kuprum Lubin. And that did not happen. Uh, Zavierche won three to one. So that was uh, the world going back to normal. One thing to note here, Rob, and thank God for friggin', what is this, Volley Station and the Polish? um, 29 digs for Barkham as opposed to 14. 14 Hey, dig stats. How about that? Dig stats. Fucking give us some fucking stats. Goodness gracious. Why is this so hard? Clayton went on this rant about, I don't understand stats. I don't even know when someone says 500. There's no 500. That was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Figure it out. You had to have an Italian man explain it to you poorly and you still couldn't understand. That was a bad. But you tell me and you don't want stats. Dig stats. Dig stats. Give me dig stats. Goodness gracious. Volleyball, why do we suck? figure it out uh yeah that 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 Copa Italia commentary oh my god we didn't even oh talk about it. no I because because I can't I, I can't bring I myself can't, to talk I about it it's so bad it. it's, uh it's let's let, let's let's get the hell out of Europe we've spent we've spent a lot of time on this show let's quickly cover the Pro Volleyball Federation there were a lot of games since the last show that we did I am sorry to say that I watched exactly zero of them that is i've me. been yo i've been on this shit it's it's been good like it you're really starting to see the separation in the league and i mean Graham rapids they lost to they lost to omaha um earlier in in the week on monday but they turned around with a really nice win uh at or atlanta um yesterday uh i believe it was three one no they did it in five it was it was a Grand Rapids win in, in in five, so that was really good. You're really starting to see that that separation. I think Grand Rapids Grand Rapids is the best team in the league right now. They're they're at three and one. Atlanta's in second at at four and two, and I think you have Omaha sliding in over that. To me, Omaha's Vegas really is really good too, man. Omaha is really good too, but I, Vegas is the big question for me. They just got another win tonight, uh, three nothing over 
Orlando, San Diego, who's San Diego, terrible. yeah, which is, which is bad. Columbus is bad. San Diego is bad. They 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 need a lot of work. But to me, Vegas is that big question mark team in all of this. Is is can they be good enough to compete with the Atlantas and the, the Grand Rapids um, and potentially the Omas? I really like the makeup of that Grand Rapids team, Rob, with Simone Abbott and uh, Claire Chausse, Dimitrova. I really love it. That 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 trio of outsides might be the best, but Leah Edmond is quickly becoming the face of this league and is quickly becoming the best player in this league. There's no doubt about it. She's the best offensive player in this league, bar none. And we're starting to see uh, who was like the Russian that was playing for for Atlanta yesterday. She was she was a new one out there and, and kind of surprised me. Um, mm. But overall, like things are starting to get spicy in this league, Rob, and I'm, I'm really oh, starting it- to like it. Wait, Ana Lazareva is playing the game. Yeah, Lazareva is playing is what? is playing is so random. I, I didn't like, know that. Where is this coming from? So the 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 random internationals that you have in this league is are great. One thing to note though, I know that um Bethania de la Cruz, I'm pretty sure she set a record for aces for uh Omaha yesterday. She also looked really bad in transition. Like she wasn't jumping, she wasn't swinging. It's good. it's going to be something to watch for that team for sure. My, yeah, I'm. I'm still surprised that that Bethania de la Cruz is playing that much. Is Brooke Nonaviller back? Yeah, she is. It's, it's usually she the is. two of them on the outside. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That that. I mean, yeah. this this is a player over the hill, Bethania de la Cruz. She's a great one she of the is. great players of a generation, but she's Absolutely. over the hill. Yeah. Let's see her stats. Um, from the last game, oh, they beat, they beat 13, Orlando 13 this through or yesterday. This was yesterday. Okay. Yeah, this was this was last night. I, I was watching this one last night after the Grand Rapids uh, versus Atlanta versus Atlanta game. So like, Brooke Nolanville is is doing all right, but like the She's efficiency really the efficiency has gotten better in the league though, Rob. Like we're 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 up towards we're up towards like. 30% efficiency, which is actually respectable. Yeah, 30% they, as a team on the women's side yeah. is very good. That's very yeah. good. And and, I, and I'm not surprised. I mean, you needed several weeks of playing together, of playing real matches to figure it out, and they have. So uh, it's, it seems like it's... Oh, yeah. Oma, Omaha has Vuchkova as well. Yeah. Like, the random internet... I, I I absolutely love this, and it's really starting to pick up now as 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 we get towards towards the playoffs um there is one player though who am i thinking about right now who really impressed me this week i think she's actually on orlando i think she mm. played for wisconsin and nebraska this year where's oh where's the orlando stats here gillen jill gillen she was she i really like like watching her play jill gillen i don't know her no Let's 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 look her up right. She's just she's a little bit undersized on the left side, but she approaches so aggressively. Her last two steps are really dynamic, and she rips on the ball. Oh, she oh okay. I actually remember this girl. She played at Arkansas this year. She uh yeah she was a yeah, super, she, super she played small. she played for a red jersey. That's it. That's yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. some stuff about her, about her on on socials, and she was really me in, in impressing me. Unfortunately, we saw our my girl Shina Joseph go down with a bit of an injury in yesterday's yeah in, in yesterday's game. So she's been out. She actually kind of showed up in the game before that um, when they lost to Atlanta Finally. early. Yeah. Finally, trust me. I'm gonna give her 
call her up and give her a piece of my mind and be like, shot, we need to be better on this. Um, but yeah, overall, Rob, like I could get so used to like, I won't lie. My girlfriend is already a little bit sick about having to watch volleyball during primetime hours. Right. Cause usually sports don't go on in my house during primetime hours. Um, she's a dancer. She doesn't really care. Um, I, I need to watch that on my own time. Um, Primetime hours are for love is blind, of course. Um, <laughs> so we're starting to watch some volleyball in the primetime hours because that's the only sport that I can be like, hey, like this is kind of only a little bit of my job. So like, let me do it. Um, and it's getting to the point where I'm watching enough where she's getting sick of it. So that's getting a good point. And it's, it's getting intriguing. I really like the Vegas broadcast. I think the Vegas broadcast did a really good job. The commentators that they had on board on that were, were top-notch, both of them. Um, so it's getting better, slow and slower. But... By God, PVS, get rid of that goddamn USAV goddamn promo. Oh, the commercial is so bad. Every single fucking so time. Every and like you guys don't even attempt to do anything. Timeouts in between sets, straight to ads. And you have like three ads. You just rotate through. Goodness gracious. Yeah, it's get bad. A, get a business team in there. Get some advertise going. You have the numbers. Figure this out. And if not, let your commentators do the job. Bring up some stats. Talk a little bit about it. Share a story. Share a recipe. I don't care. I don't want to hear that damn music anymore. It's a really nice video. I liked it the first two times. That, but we are like, we're like, a, how many games into this season? Like 15, 20? You know how many times I've heard it? Oh, my goodness. Get rid of that. The, 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 the. Oh my God! I'm gonna I'm gonna have a Super Bowl freakout and throw a chair through my TV soon if I hear if I hear that song one more time. <laughs> Figure it out. Why can't we be professional with this? Why does it feel like a D two goddamn broadcast? Oh my goodness! Sorry, apologize for the ranting. Oh, <laughs> that was a world class rant right there, Mister. I forgot. For I've been so frustrated with that damn song for an entire week. I forgot. It's bad. It it's really bad. My, it's literally in my notes now that I go to my PVS page here, and as soon as I remembered, it, I just I couldn't contain myself. The you are national champions. Yeah, the USAV commercial is really bad. Yeah, I figured out. I agree that this is. It's, it's you, no, no, no. You it's have ad space. It's, you it's have not, ad space to sell. Sell it. That's that, the, that's the, the part that I don't get. The ad itself is not terrible. But they play but it every break. You have ads. What's the terrible? Yeah. Create, like whoever created that ad, ad, you made a good ad, right? USAV, you went out and made a good, like that's a great piece. If you were playing that once, twice, maybe three times throughout the broadcast, it'd be fine. Interspersed with other things, no problem. I love that. Not every damn time. I'm pretty sure the other time they went USAV, whatever Franklin ball, Spalding back to USAV and I was about to kick a wall through the hole. I swear to God. I swear to God, I won't buy any of your official merch if you keep on playing that song. I'll tell you that right Ooh, now. That's a threat. That is a threat. <laughs> okay, uh, we need to get out of here. Last, Somebody just asked. Last, last, <laughs> last but not least, uh, we, we, we had a little bit of VLA ball over the weekend. I was not there in Phoenix, Arizona, but uh, there was good ball played. The Dallas Dogs playing up from Tier 2 in a Tier 1 regular season event. Uh, they were awesome. They went three and one. And very importantly, Everett, they're moving up. The Dallas Dogs got promoted. They got 14 demoted. points in four matches, which is outrageous. Uh, they, that, that's exactly the number they needed. They needed to get to exactly 50 cumulatively. They did. They hit it right on the number. 
uh, and the Dallas Dogs will play VLA Tier 1 next year, so it'll be them rising tide and ascension in the West Division, just like we saw this weekend. So we have uh, this, not this year, even though they reached the target, they'll still play Tier 2 the rest of this year. Uh, we have a, the newest, the ninth VLA Tier 1 franchise, so congratulations to Dallas. I mean, they, dude, they, they, they had 23 points coming into the season. They needed 27 points to get promoted. They did that in did two it. events. Amazing. If they played you know, nine matches and got 27 points, that's ridiculous. You know, Rob, I've, I've heard these stories about how when you're a software engineer, when you're in school, it's really, really hard, you know, and, and you really got to grind. But then once you're out of school, you know, you've kind of done all the hardest work you're ever going to done and everything else is kind of just patchwork. And to me, that's kind of what graduating from tier two to tier one is in the in the VLA, as this weekend proves. Like you are the the team trying to like I'm gonna play up with the big dogs, and then you slap them around for three and one o- o- over the weekend. So, uh, congratulate! Like like honestly, it's it's a good job. Like you just like jump over that threshold. It's like you have to climb up like Yosemite, and then it's just flat up there, and you can just walk for days because the tier one teams suck. <laughs> uh i mean i i don't totally disagree with that but i don't think you're giving the format the credit that it deserves and like it's I, okay in full full for full i i understand and fully respect the format like the the long-term vision and goal is there and i see that and i respect that and i and i love that for you guys it's just a lot of fun to make fun of that like it's that awkward growing stage between the hair growth you've you've had short hair for a long time you want to grow it long so you need to get it cut and it's just a little bit awkward that's what's going on with tier one and tier two now so like i know i harag on it a little bit but i do want to say you guys are doing god's work out here and thank you like this is this is what we need and the ultimate experience and what you guys are going for totally respectable but just the the you know it, it's kind of, it's kind of like moving on from like the bronze age to a golden age you know the, all of those tier one teams left over from the bronze age are, are still using bronze tools aka old men and the younger teams are the golden guys aka the guys fresh as a daisy who are playing you know in school right now and are ready to go volleyball is a young man's games I'm sorry, Lloyd, Troy Ball and the rest of Ascension. Like, you guys can't hang with the young guns. Figure it out. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I just wanted to, to address that because I know I harp on it a lot, but I see the vision that's going there. It just, it just takes some time. It's true. Yeah, the the, the older Tier 1 teams uh, are struggling to even beat some Tier 2 teams a, a decent bit of the time. But, like, the cool thing about Dallas is that they made this – they made it super, super clear from day one of their existence that this was their goal. And, and, they, and, they got, and they got it done in, in a season and a half, which is, which is crazy. And they, they and, deserve a lot of credit. And I also think that you need to give massive credit to Dallas as well, too, because they're doing it in a non-traditional men's volleyball area. True. Right? Yeah, exactly. And that's, it's great. And that's, and that's massively huge. Like all the other tier one teams have areas that like support men's volleyball somewhat. Like there's obviously a little pocket there in Arizona, of course, in in, in Southern California, up in the Northeast and the, and the Midwest. There's, there's all of those pockets. But Texas is not a volleyball state. So for no. the Dallas Dogs to come out, be one of the first teams to qualify this way, much much respect to them. Yeah, it's awesome, and uh, there, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot in it for them once they join Tier One next year. There's, there's a whole lot of organizational perks that they're going to get, including uh, ever. We can talk about this offline. I don't want uh, to go public with the details too early, but there, oh, there, there are lots, plenty of, plenty of uh, 
good reasons to try and get promoted to VLA tier one. And there's a great chance that they won't be the last team this season to do it. There will almost okay. definitely be a team in, in the central, someone in the Midwest, either the Milwaukee dive or the Kentucky unicorns. One or the other is going to get promoted this year too. Love that so, too. Uh, yeah, the promotional races are super fun. It's a great thing that the VLA has going. Uh, yeah, these, these were decently good games. Was it the highest level of volleyball the VLA has played this year? No, I, no. I think the West, the West division is down this year and I don't, really like what i've seen from either the ascension or the rising tide i would like for both of those teams to figure it out hey it's it's those growing pains but once again we see we see the vision we're we're on board for it all right yeah. is that is that it this week rob that's it. i, I kind of need to go to bed i won't lie i know it's only, <laughs> I know it's only nine o'clock but i've been drinking since like one and... <laughs> i'm i'm just a, ha- thrilled i'm happily surprised that that this Four and a half megabit per second internet in this hotel was able to produce at least most of this show. So I hope that it was. I hope that it wasn't a horrendous viewing experience for you guys. But uh, yeah, we made it. Uh, Everett, go to bed. I'm gonna. I'm gonna in, enjoy some more hotel beers, which are great. And uh, I am. I will say though, Rob, I am potentially thinking about doing a bit of a live watch along on for the Wednesday games. Just That'll be strap- awesome. It's strapping in. I know you probably can't come in. And Wednesday is going to be a long day. That's going to be like six hours of volleyball straight. So I'm thinking about it. I'm, 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 I am actually, uh, so I'm, I'm on this work trip in DC. I'm going to be very busy tomorrow, Wednesday. So you maybe, never know. maybe here's the deal. If, if we do it, I'll host the stream. And if you're able to, to tune in at any point, you tune yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. If, if that, that, that sounds great. Yeah. So let's, get, uh, get in the volleyball source Discord, boys and girls. We haven't plugged it nearly enough. It's the best online volleyball chat community in the world. It's going to be a pivotal resource this week for all this CEV stuff. I will guarantee if you. That. If you're a volleyball nerd, come hang out. Oh, for that's, sure. It's 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 the best place for us volleyball nerds. Absolutely. All right, that's a long enough show. Thank you guys for watching. See you next week. We love you. Bye. Peace. <laughs>